Did you ask the room? I uh, know. Let me go with this one. <laughs> Rule number one is that you gotta have fun. But baby, when you're done, you gotta be the first to run. Rule number two, just don't get attached to somebody you could lose. So let, let me tell you. Good evening, Jennifer. Good evening, Ed. Good evening, Josh. Welcome to the Gleeful Podcast with Josh and Ed. We are broadcasting on video for the first time, so that's exciting. Uh, you can't really see Josh, or Josh, can't really see Jen and I because we have <laughs> big uh, pop filters in front yeah. of our mouths. But you can see Ed, who currently has a very dashing uh, karate man headband, uh, or you're <laughs> listening to this in your car, and in which case... Bands. Uh, you're probably getting the better end of the deal. We have lots of great people in the chat room who have uh, gone through, I think we're up to three setups now on one show, who have followed us. So thank yeah. you so much for everybody who has followed us. But if you are in the chat room, you did get to see Marcel. So that's awesome. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's like bonus feature right there. Bonus feature. Yes. yes. So, uh, but welcome everyone to the show tonight. If you'd like to, uh, you can find us online at gleefulpodcast.com. On Twitter, at Gleeful Podcast. I'm at Josh Burnell. She's at Jenny B. Creative. He's at Edward Giordano. Jennifer. Joshua. How are you tonight? I'm doing fine. And there's that. Yeah, <laughs> this is this is weird. It's um, it's it's some it's a little distracting. I will admit. It's but, a little um, sensory overload. Yeah, it is. But um, but no, I'm I'm doing good. You know, it's Monday. It's another. Oh my God! It is Monday. Another. Oh yeah. It is another so Monday. It was, it was a it was yeah. a long wacky day. So glad it's. It uh, the it, end. it was a full weekend as well because Crazy you full. being Irish. St. Patrick's Day is a thangity thing. So uh, you made a, a fantastic boiled dinner. I spent the we day in the guests. kitchen cooking. Yes. You did. And you made an, some amazing uh, Irish mint chocolate pudding. It was uh, pudding cake. It's unreal. Yes. It was fantastic. really tasty. I was I was happy. Happy way it came out. And some buttermilk biscuits. And yeah, I spent the day in the kitchen and the day before <laughs> cleaning and packing and unmoving or moving people. And um, yeah, so it's been a full weekend. It was. Uh, yeah, Saturday was rough. <laughs> and then I woke up deathly ill. So yes. that was awesome uh, on Saturday. So um, and how, about, yeah. how about you, Ed? Did you do anything fun on St. Patrick's Day? Um, I went to a Indian buffet and I had pistachio ice cream. That, <laughs> <laughs> that qualifies. That qualifies. Sometimes. I I slept until eight. Oh my god, that would felt so nice. Oh, that does sound nice. It's it's like <laughs> it's um, oh my god, uh, my 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 conception of time and sleeping in with this five a.m. job is just like so like like literally one day like 
like last Saturday, I didn't have to come until six, and I was like, oh my god, I get to sleep until five. Oh my god, so nice. Is conception yeah, not- the right word there? I'm trying to think of conception as the right word. It probably is. Perception. I- perception. I think perception. That's okay. We knew what he meant right. in context. In, and in, in in other news, I joined I joined a writing group, which has been super awesome. And I submitted my first my first thing to be destroyed, and <laughs> and I, I would they were they were they were all very nice and supportive, but I I do require improvement. But we all do. We all do. It, you know, the first couple times are terrifying. And then after you do it for a while, you'll think, I don't want all of these people. I just want that guy over there. <laughs> and you'll find well, like I, one I, of I already See, I'm so terrible. I already, in my mind, I kind of already um, have a list of who's, who's, whose comments I take the most serious. I'm like, okay. I was like, based, based on their writing, I'm like, yes, I will... I will take your comments very seriously. I will, <laughs> I will hear your comments, but I, I will. That is the extent of it. I will hear them. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, there we have a very fun episode to talk about tonight, entitled "Food," um, and I, I had something. Oh, everyone needs to go see the Crudes. That's all I'm going to say oh, about that. You're going to push. You're going to push the crudes. Uh, I got to push the crudes. It it pays my bills. Um and uh, but it actually is pretty good. I haven't seen the final. I haven't seen it since it was mainly storyboards, mm. but um it's really fun and it's a family story and it's very sweet and I threw down a couple tears towards the end, which is delicious, and um I don't know what delicious delightful. Let's go with the lovely. Uh, and so, but it, it is a really sweet movie and, uh, Nick Cage and Emma Stone and Ryan Reynolds and, uh, it's, and it's a very sweet little movie and it looks amazing. It's going to look gorgeous on a big screen. And we so get to see it tomorrow night. I was very excited. We are going to go see it tomorrow night and, uh, hopefully, hopefully That's Chris fun. and Kirk will be there and you can see them because they're Who? super nice. The directors. Oh, okay. um, Chris Sanderson and Kirk D'Amico, I think, okay. uh, they're very cool. So, uh, yeah. And, cool. um, I yeah, so that should be fun. Go see the crudes. Other yes. than that, uh, I don't know what's going on in the chat room. I don't know if anybody, if it's just quiet because I can't tell if the chat room. Oh, there, I'm seeing chat room stuff. So, <laughs> uh, but let's talk about feud. We opened up there with "How to Be a Heartbreaker" by Marina and the Diamonds, uh, and this kind of kicks off the first plot line of the evening to talk about the episode of feud. Actually, before we get into that, let's take the temperature of the room, Jennifer. Oh, um, episode feud, season four. Is I it or is it not the new season one? What do you think? <laughs> I wasn't done yet. <laughs> oh, sorry. Um, let's see. I I liked this episode. Uh, I give it a B plus, A minus. B plus, A minus? That's a very yeah. high grade for Feud. Mm-hmm. That's a very high grade. Uh, Ed, Feud, what do you think? I liked a lot of things about <laughs> Feud. It was... There was a lot of good things going on in it, and there was lots of good parallels between New York and Ohio, which I know you you appreciate more so than I do. But <laughs> uh, um, so I, I liked, and the music was good too. Like I didn't like I know there. I I definitely read some comments about the music, like the mashups being a little overdone, and yeah, they might be right because we just had that great mashup episode last week, so. But I, still, I, I was like listening to them like on my second listen. I was like, you know, I really dig this. I still believe super bass. Like I kind of want yeah. Mariah Carey and Nicki Minaj to do that in real life. <laughs> uh, do you get so, out on yeah, Idol? Yeah, yeah. I mean, real life. 
being idol that is. Um, so yeah, yeah American Idol. Very life. good, very doing? good, very solid episode. Not like ah, I don't know if I liked what happened only because I only because I like Brody so much. I feel that, and I don't, I don't, I'm not, and I'm not Team Finchel, so it's like so. On that level, I didn't like it, but on the fact of plot development, character development, all the all the things that that checklist, it was fantastic. <laughs> I, mean, I just don't like the decisions people are making. I I, I can respect that. I mean, it, for me, there were a lot of things I liked about the episode. Um, there's one particular scene that we'll talk about that almost killed the entire episode for me that I just thought was so out of place and unnecessary. Um, it was it was interesting. This was one of those episodes where I felt like somebody wrote it and then somebody else came in and said, you know what we need right here? You should put in this crazy moment and you should add <laughs> that crazy moment. Um, but there oh, was what, lots of cool stuff scene, in it. What scene ruined it for you? I'm, or almost ruined it for you. Oh, it was period. the fight scene. The like totally random fight scene. Oh yeah. Fight scene oh, yeah. I, was like, I was like, Finn, I was like, Finn, why? Like, ugh. well, and how did he get to New York? It's a whole thing. We'll talk about it. But uh, it, just in a general sense, like, and I actually, I had the same struggle that you had, Ed, where I felt last week we had mashups and now we're having mashups again. And I'm not a big fan of the mashups to begin with. They're usually my least favorite songs. So that was kind of a struggle. But all in all, like from a plot and kind of fun, per- you know, and just like a, hey, let's watch a fun episode of Glee perspective. I did enjoy it. I thought I thought this was a solid uh, this was a solid episode for me. I, I would yeah. I would go solid B, B plus, probably B plus. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was a, I, I enjoyed it a lot. I giggled. I did a lot of uh, when I do my happy clap. Jennifer knows. I, th- I thought I thought. Eva's, well, I always love Santana, but I think she was good that, in this one, and I got so I was, much I was crap for what you I said would last like time. like Santana in this episode. That's what, that in my head, I was like watching this. Is like, look, look at Santana justifying her crazy, <laughs> which we can respect this. absolutely. And it was it was nice to see that because you're like, okay, there's motivation. It's not just stirring crap up to be evil for no reason. Yeah, and. You know, I and, and I thought her dance number. I thought her her number was one of the best. Yeah, I, no. I, but, I, but was Finn needing to be? See, I'm already jumping in, which I do. Yeah, too often. yeah. No, no, let's no. go right in. Let's talk about does, uh, does Finn and Brody. Let's Finn do it. Need, does Finn needing to be at that at that like if Santana was there? Like if if he if Brody opened the door and Santana was there, that was enough for me. I was like, it didn't it didn't need to happen. Like that. Like yeah. totally. That, like, like, why, like, why do we have to take it to, like, obviously we believe Santana's in, we believe she's in New York. And she's, in, so in, up, and she's in Rachel's court. Like, she's definitely yeah. there backing up Rachel. And like, and like, that was, like, that was Santana was giving, like, she was like, this is the proof that, that you claimed I didn't have. This is it. It's done. It's done. Now, right. now, you know, and Finn being there was just unnecessary. I think for me, it was a struggle on, well, on the one hand, it's just, he just kind of shows up randomly and like somebody was going to come out of that room. And I thought for sure it was going to be Rachel coming out of the bathroom and being like, what have you done to me? Which would have made sense. Or, well, it really should have been Rachel. But it's like when Finn comes out, I'm unable to really pay attention to the scene because I'm totally... I'm 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 trying to put the logistics together. Like th- th- suddenly there's all these questions of like how did he get there? Like New York and Ohio and and how did he afford Finn the ticket? Has, Finn in his in his like brilliance has discovered how to teleport. Apparently, but, yeah. Well, Sue yeah, joked about that, yeah. But also doesn't realize that he could capitalize on this and make <laughs> insane money. Yeah. Like, oh but, yeah, my teleportation device. I've been using that daily. God. Yeah. So, so and the other thing that bothered me about that whole moment and the whole fight scene was um, I don't 
again, it's the writers kind of like wanting to demonize Finn. Like they're so focused on demonizing Finn. And so not only is it a big violent moment, which seemed to go too far for me, but the course of Finn over the course of this episode, like he'd Mm -hmm. kind of reached his rock bottom and then had that reasonably sweet scene with Marley where she seemed to kind of like give him hope and build him up and be Mm -hmm. like, you need to go become a teacher. And he was like, you're right. I need to go become a teacher. Yeah. Before that, I'm going to beat the crap out of a guy. It was all, it was so weird. Yeah. I mean, well, he had several violent outbursts throughout the show. Like, you know, when he's leaving the, the choir room or was that last week he kicks over the the music stand and then True. you know that the fight scene intermixed with the uh mashup with will their little sing-off thing and then this and it's like it's it's almost like he has to have this breakdown or something and it's it's kind of scary the way he's going right now yeah i mean is that what they're going for are they trying to make us because then why have the moment with marley where marley's like you should become a teacher like you need to sack up and get your stuff together and he was like you're right i do like yeah, why would right. why did you're you even right. want should, that scene? i should grow and become a better person oh before i do that let's yeah. side rail and yeah. get fight with brody yeah. and throw out like poyo sword 15 in the chat room even points out the total randomness of his stay away from my future wife line comes so far yeah. out of left field he's so meta i don't i mean he needs to get over himself in yeah so the whole that whole that moment Pretty much, I mean, if I take that moment out of the episode, I really liked the episode, minus mm. the songs. But with that moment in the episode, I feel like it just felt like they everything was done. And then somebody walked in and was like, you know, it'd be awesome when you have a big fight scene right here that'll like force, you know, like force Rachel to choose mm. between them and like make her synthetic and make Finn, you know, more of a butthead because we're so fixed on making Finn a butthead. Um, I love yeah. that you can see our... Uh, uh, oh yeah, you can see the, the Star Wars Star Wars tenders. potato heads in the corner of the shot, and my mandolin. You can see my mandolin down there. There's Kermit in there, and there's Kermit uh, for people watching. Live. Got a lot of toys over here, apparently. You know, you know the thing about the thing. Another good thing about this Google Hangout is that it's technically like auto recorded. <laughs> nice so monocle. If, so if people want to want to, if you watch want to rewatch this on YouTube, you can. If yeah. you want to, oh, we don't God. know why you'd want to, but if you did. <laughs> Uh, well, so it was, yeah. yeah, like that moment aside. Now, my question for you guys is on the um, on the Finn slash Schuster side. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know what that ship would be, but I'm sure someone's written it because the Internet's insane. Uh, but on the yeah. Finn slash Schuster side, Jennifer. Um, Finster. Schuster. Finster. Finster. Love it. Love it. Uh, on the Finster side, do you think Schuster... Like, where, how do you feel about it? Do you think Schuster is being a whiny bitch? Do you think that Finn is a, a expecting too much for forgiveness too quickly? Like, how did you, how did you take that whole moment? Yeah, I think they're both, I think they're both a little unrealistic about the resolution to this situation. I mean, to think that just singing it out is going to make things better for, for Will, it's kind of crazy because, you know, this is the woman he wants to marry and you know, he has his own stuff to make up to her. It's not just, it's not like he doesn't really have to answer to Finn, but he doesn't have to forgive Finn or be okay with what Finn did, mm. regardless of, you know, the intent or the, you know, he claims that there was no emotion, there was nothing behind it. 
And then for Finn to think that he's going to get over it so quickly, again, this is his bride. I mean, like, how would he have felt if Schuster pulled that on Rachel? I mean, or, you know, if somebody else tried that on Rachel. I don't think he'd be getting over it so soon. So I think they're both a little unrealistic. And I just... I forget what the what was the fun, second part of the question. Oh, that was pretty much the question. Oh, okay. I was just kind of curious, like, like what? I think there's one uh, you other thing. It. I was Ed, say. where do you come down on the? Uh, according to the chat room, according to Edgar Diaz in the chat room, it is win. That's what oh. we're supposed to call them. Uh, Ed, how do you come down <laughs> on the win debate? I think that Will and Finn, they, I think Will has been especially like preachy this episode and last episode. I'm like. Who is writing your dialogue? Like just, <laughs> just like, I just, I didn't. I mean, I did. This is not how I want this to end. I wanted, I wanted Will to like run away in shame and not return to Glee for a hot minute or something. Uh, I don't know. I don't. Oh, you wanted Will I, to? Oh, you wanted Will <laughs> to stay away? Yeah. Well, I wanted. Uh, I that's what I wanted because I don't really want Will there. But realistically, I didn't think that the Finn Will thing would happen although i did appreciate the montage with the um um with with like the the writer thing and then writer of course is playing drums during the elton john madonna I know. Song. Yeah, I'm so like, goofy i was like oh my god <laughs> well they, and, and then when the legion of doom gathered aka the 2.0 meeting it was just like it was just like it was like omg like they're just like they're just embracing the 2.0-ness of them all they're like <laughs> We're the Legion of Doom. Tina, Artie, and probably Brittany are not going to be here next year. <laughs> We're going to have to carry this ship. So I mean, you best was... be ready. You best be ready for the Legion of Doom to take over. And it, it was cute. And I liked Kitty in this. And I like that she's getting a little bit more realistic about her role in the group. And I, you know, it was a little bit heavy handed. It was a little too, you know, after school special, like everybody's stating exactly their feeling and, 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 you know, setting up the way things are going to go. But it still was kind of a nice moment. And I was like, OK, I'm starting to get this group as an actual group yeah. of friends. I'm, I'm, I'm starting to believe that there is something there as opposed to just, you know, these really, Josh, <laughs> as opposed to this is unrealistic. I like the kitten um, as opposed to just this unrealistic mashup of people that we're supposed to believe has any sort of connection and camaraderie just because they are all part of the same group. So. Yeah, it's it. I don't know. It, I mean, and that kind of goes to the whole larger feud uh tone you know the whole larger like what the feuds meant and what they were all about yeah. let's take a listen to a song and then we'll come back and talk about that uh the finn uh finn schuster the win duet the in this episode uh it's so funny to see that i'm on camera now so everybody can see my stupid hand gestures when i talk um so <laughs> the 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 win duet was bye 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 and i want it that way so here's a bit of that throwing it back kids to the uh to to the uh, uh, NSYNC and Backstreet Boys Days of Yore, ladies and gentlemen, here on the Gleeful Podcast. No, this can't be right. Hey, baby, come on. I loved you endlessly when you weren't there for me. So now it's time to leave and make it alone. I know that I can't take no more. It ain't no lie. I want to see you out that door, baby, bye-bye. Do it. Yeah. Yeah. 
you're of a certain age, and that age is my age, then you cannot hear bye bye without doing the three jumps and the hand bye bye. But like, you just can't. It, it's like ingrained in you. If you're a dancer, it's in your bones. It's, it's, it's so nice. funny. It's in you're your bones. Kind of oh my dancer. god. Okay. Okay, Santana Burnell. So we had lots of feuds in this episode. Uh, we had the the Blaine and Sue feud. Uh, we had the Unique and Ryder feud. Uh, kind of all across the board. The the concept behind feuds in the show, I actually thought was a really cool concept. I didn't like the musical mashups though. I wanted to just have them hear them do duets, yeah. like have them do the girl is mine. Have them do, uh, you know. Uh, um, the boy is mine like have them do those kind of like competitive duets that have been such a staple in music over the years that would have been really fun Mm -hmm. uh to hear kind of competitive singing on the same song the mashups to me it was kind of like i'm gonna do mine and then you do yours and it wasn't really a back and forth i'm I'm literally gonna sit down while you do it but somehow i'm still a part of the song yeah Yeah. i'm looking at you i still believe uh (laughs) I'm like, literally, you're gonna, you're gonna go sit down right now, Blaine, <laughs> yeah. and then you're gonna you're gonna chime in later. You don't, you know, yeah. like no one. I mean, I still enjoyed it. I just was confused. And other than the idea that you know some of the musicians actually had feuds, the songs themselves didn't really lend themselves to it, so it was a little confusing. Like, I think that they could have done a better song for Madonna. I mean, I get it. The bitch is back. Fine. Mm-hmm. But then, I mean, they, they, and I don't know which one, but they, they could have picked out something else. I mean, maybe they were just trying to blend a Madonna song that, you know, thematically didn't fit, but musically fit to make it a, a decent mashup. Anything can fit musically. Gosh, <laughs> well, we've, we've seen them try. Yeah, I that's mean, true. They're, they're not above, you know using a sledgehammer to get that square peg in the round hole to make it fit the situation but it's still i was a little confused by that but I mean, you also still brought fun. up that like the mariah carey song was not really a mariah carey song well, it wasn't an original mariah yeah. it was still you know it was a, a cover but yeah but nobody I, remembers the original so the concept of the I'm feuds old. on the show I didn't really care for, but, or I didn't, the concept of the views in the show, I really liked mm-hmm. the views themselves, like the content of each storyline I thought was kind of cool. Like, let's talk about, you know, unique mm-hmm. and, and how like the realistic way show she would be accepted mm-hmm. in that setting. Um, and you get to do it with Ryder who we already kind of accept as a vaguely broken character. So we're going to give him a little leeway. He's Finn 2.0. He's exactly. He totally is. I, okay. He really is the way they're beating him up. I'm oh, like, yeah. are you and like he was just getting like whenever like in before when Finn would be blamed for something mm-hmm. to therefore like move some kind of plot line. Yeah. And now they're doing the same thing with him. I'm like, yep, he like, is going to be the person that will always say the most inappropriate thing that other people probably unfortunately think. Mm-hmm. But he's going to be the one that it's going to get hung on and he's going to be the one to say it. So. Yeah. yeah it, so, and then that's, you know, that's going to be the lesson of the week. Yeah, Ryder's gonna always be our punching bag. Oh. Uh, Ryder and 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 Ke- Kitty will become the new Quinn by the end of next season. Um, it, it's 
so that aspect of it is disappointing but or, or so yeah what i was saying is like the music was disappointing but the concept of each debate i really enjoyed the the blaine versus shoe one i think was just an excuse to do that mashup but it was a fun you know it was like fun sue was fun in this episode like mm-hmm. sue is Nicki minaj like the you know the only thing i hate more, more in the world than sue sylvester is Nicki minaj so it was perfect like totally hilarious to me oh my god um, i love Nicki. oh um, what do you okay what what like what do you let me unpack this what do you hate about <laughs> let's unpack this let's unpack this Ed. uh no it's it's oh, real simple Oprah. i think that <laughs> i think Nicki minaj is great on other people's songs but her music is bad like i don't like anything that she does herself like she's a really talented rapper she's got 18 different oh God, voices I wouldn't, even, I wouldn't even go that far but you're, you're giving you're giving her more credit than i would i just think but, the music that is hers like she is just bad okay yeah you know i don't I mean, I just I mean, don't like it. it's fun i mean it's just like it's like intentionally fluffy that's how i feel <laughs> about lots of nikki stuff but i mean it worked like I mean, Starships went like platinum or something. Yeah. So, and that was and, a huge song. And and I'll, and like I'll be damned every time that comes on. Reason. Every time it goes comes on, I'm like beach, beach. Let's go to the yeah. beach. Like, <laughs> let's yeah. go get away. They just say say something like that. I mean, there are plenty of artists who have done more with less. I mean, like she she does have <laughs> you know she always she does have a lot of talent every time I, I i'm not we're not watching american idol this season uh for many reasons we're the best honestly um but so we're not watching american <laughs> idol this season but i do catch the clips because they run promos on hulu like every commercial break there's a promo for something on american idol and it's oh. hilarious that on on American Idol, Nicki Minaj, I know that she showed up 17 minutes late for a live show, but she always looks like she just rolled out of bed. <laughs> like every time I see a clip of American Idol, it's like, you know, Keith Urban is in his best T-shirt and Mariah Carey um, looks like, you know, spanked eight ways to Sunday. And Nicki Minaj like rolled out of bed and threw a hoodie on. I was like, oh, I guess I'm on a TV show now. It's yeah. hel- the only thing she did was her makeup in the cab over. That's the extent of her contribution. <laughs> Uh, it just makes me laugh. I haven't seen no. it. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't seen anything in the actual show. No. I mean, the show, the season. I'm, I, it's they are cl- they clearly won a female winner with the men they selected. Oh, that is, like they they, 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 they staged the, it for that. The top forty, the top forty men that they selected, or the twenty of the top forty men. Um, they were. Mm, they yeah. they could I know they could have there's no way I mean I understand there's a thousand reality TV shows out there don't get me wrong there's a bunch of them but I still can't imagine the talent pool was to the level of what we're seeing hmm. yeah I mean you can't blame them they desperately want a female winner for God's sake but uh, so back to Glee oh they're, um, they're gonna get that I do <laughs> I do love, I, I really like the writer unique storyline in this episode. I thought it was really honest. I thought it had a really nice wrap up at the end. I thought it was handled well because he could have been meaner. And he was actually like, they found a really nice way to um, not demonize him too bad, but still be able to bring up the issues that they wanted to bring up. Right. Uh, so for me, I thought that storyline really worked. Uh, my question to you, Jennifer, is uh, not is he being catfished? Because we all know he's being catfished. No, no, no way is he being catfished. <laughs> he is. Oh, my gosh. Oh, please. He yeah. is so being well, catfished. Then why did, yeah. Anyhow, why did you my jump off? My question is how badly is he being catfished? 
What well, I think okay. Let me let me. I that girl. I believe that girl is a real character. I don't think she's pretending. Like, I, I think she is who she pre represents. Jennifer thought she was. I thought it was unique. Girl. Well, at first I thought. Well, when I saw the blonde and I saw the chatting before it got too involved, I thought he was just chatting with another girl in the school, and I thought it was neck brace girl because I thought it would just be funny to give her. A character. It would be funny. Although it might be funny it was just neck brace to keep girl. her kind of a mystery. <laughs> So, but I, but because I saw the blonde hair, I thought it was neck brace girl. But then, as they were getting into it, and you know, Kate XOXO was really wow, good getting memory. him to, um, you know, talk through his feelings about unique, and you know, and she kind of challenges and mm. says, "Well, you know, would you say that we're friends even though we've never met? And you know, if this is our truth, then how can you deny somebody else their truth?" And so the way it was all being played, I'm like, is this unique? Like, is this just unique doing this? But then their their whole exchange at the end when he was apologizing and she was explaining what happened to her and how she was emotional about other stuff. I still feel like it is somebody else and I don't know who. And I yeah. don't even know if I think it's anybody at, it's got to be somebody at McKinley. I want I think. so badly I for it to be someone at Vocal Adrenaline because I want oh, so badly know. to have Vocal Adrenaline back on the show. And they would, and they would know Unique. <laughs> yeah, they would know because Unique. Because obviously this person has some kind of some sort of agenda knowledge. in, but also some sort of agenda in getting him to accept Unique. See, and that's yeah, why I, I thought did, it was I did, a, I did a little bit of cheating with this. Go on. I look, I, I looked up. I looked up the actor's name who played the person, and that person I saw has a multi-episode contract. So, but I mean, it, it, they could just be using her as the voice of whoever this character is going to be, or the image. Like we're just hearing, image, yeah, yeah, we're just hearing. They're a just. Voice. This is what writer sees in his head. Um, right. And these are the pictures that he's being sent. So we're going to see it kind of through his eyes in his head for a little while. And then later we'll see, you know, what she actually I, looks like. I feel like that, that totally makes sense in like any other universe. But Except for Glee. <laughs> not for, I feel um, like Glee is so over top and so wrong in so many ways. But I feel like in this way, they're not actually lying to us. She just has a there's some there's something about this story well, again, I think that's just how she's presenting herself in the chat room to him. And the thing is, the thing that frustrates me is I understand, okay, Glee goes over the top with different, you know, you know, different storylines, different plot lines and, and characters. And we're supposed to just, you know, sometimes take it as parody and sometimes take it as truth. And they need to pick, they, keep, they can't just keep doing sorry, both. Sorry, sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you. Okay, so what is it? Uh, well, I'm sorry. Uh, All American Girl 1515 in the chat room said uh, Sandy would be tragically hilarious if it that was would be, Sandy Ryerson. I I would love to have Sandy back. <laughs> that would be the greatest thing. <laughs> um, so yeah, we'll see what we'll see who it ends up being. But it's definitely not who he thinks it is, or at least not as perfect as he thinks it is. Oh yeah, there, there's there's more there's more to the story. And I, you know what the best part about the Brody prostitute storyline is? <laughs> Go on. <laughs> is that is that is that one line Gwyneth Paltrow's or not Gwyneth? Um, Kate Hudson. Whatever. Kate Hudson said at the beginning of the season, I was like, "You just love to help out the new girls, don't you?" Or whatever. I'm like, <laughs> finally, finally, I I've been waiting for the foreshadowing to come true, yeah. and it, and it but the thing is, you know, now he's using the whole, I'm poor, I have to pay for school, and this is the 
only way I can do it. So of course we the were supposed to feel way, okay. sympathy for him. Yeah, that was the thing. Like when it when it became obvious, or when he kind when it was yeah. obvious he was a a prostitute. I didn't want him to be sympathetic. I wanted him to own it and yeah. be like, "This is what I do. Like, yeah. take me or leave me. This is how I make my money. This is what I do." Just the way that when she caught him having sex with Cassandra, mm-hmm. and he was just like, "I don't make apologies for nothing. Like, this is how yeah, I roll." Yeah, we're not committed. This yeah. is not. If he yeah, was having second guesses, how long was he not committed? He lives with her. I mean, well, I that's the thing. I mean, if he was second guessing the prostitution because he is in love with Rachel, that's one thing. But he was second guessing it because he's like, "Well, I just need the money. I don't know." And I'm like, you know, what? Like, I'm doing this because I have to. There's plenty of ways there are no that you jobs can make a in living. New York yeah. City, apparently. Well, which is very Coyote tragic. Ugly bar just hires Anna. So, seventeen-year-old <laughs> bar. Oh, I have a question. <laughs> is is, Vo- is Vogue.com dead? Is that dead? it? Is totally dead. What happened to Vogue.com? <laughs> I mean, like, I'm not saying he should be. His life should be it, but I feel like it isn't. Well, I mean, I got the impression it was an unpaid internship, or well, it was an internship that he was just he was he was doing that. Before he got into Niata. So now that he's yeah. in Niata, yeah, I guess why, he doesn't have time but, because he has to see. I don't know. Sing off with people. He needs time to like, have sing off. Yeah, whatever those things were. <laughs> Isn't it like, would it be. Sing Club? Oh, no. No, what was that? If, if I was working at Vogue.com, I would be working at Vogue.com and I probably wouldn't be at Niata. <laughs> like, honestly. <laughs> like. Yeah, it's kind of a step back going to school from there. Seriously. Well, uh, let's listen to a song. Uh, we did uh, We did talk about Ryder and Unique, so let's take a listen to Ryder and Unique. Um, this is The Bitches Back slash Dress You Up. It's funny that when they wrote The Bitches Back, that was like, oh, you can't put that word in the title of the song, and now no one, whatever. Like, uh, yeah. <laughs> this is uh, now if that's back. the only curse word, it's like it's like whoa, this is kind of not even profane. <laughs> Here's uh, the bitches back and dress you up on the Khalifa podcast. So you're finding out that the truly exciting part of the podcast is as a goofing off. Whoa. I know. As you're listening to the music. <laughs> We're doing a little chair dance. Um, so we should talk a little bit about um, the the Blaine and Sue debate. Apparently, Blaine was trying to get himself on the Cheerios uh, to destroy them from the inside out. Yes. Um. Very that came totally right? out of left field for me. I didn't understand what that was about at all. And the thing is, it's like, I mean, at least not recently, Sue hasn't been attacking the the, the Glee Club, has she? Did I did I miss something? Mm-mm. But I mean, she was she was pretty evil, and you know, whatever tactics she thought she needed to 
go to get Blaine to be on the Cheerios. <laughs> a, a little over the top. It was pretty over the top, but it was it was Sue over the top, and she did uh, she did have all the right jokes, so that was fun. But again, it's like this is another situation where I'm like, okay. They're, they're picking and choosing when we should know when to take the show seriously and when to just dismiss its completely over-the-top outrageous behavior. Yeah. They don't and seem the, to and, know either. And, and <laughs> that that's, you know, we, we run into that with Sue and, and sometimes Santana and, you know, Kitty. It's like, yeah, it'd be a little easier. But, um, yeah, she's pretty crazy. She she's definitely crazy pants. It was I mean it was funny. I'm I'm trying to figure out what Blaine's goal is because it took it seems so far out of left field that Blaine's trying to take down the Cheerios. That was such a um that it seems like something Will was trying to do in season one, <laughs> and now we're trying to do it here. And again, it doesn't seem like it's in response to anything at least recently. And, and- I feel like I, like the the whole suit. Like I appreciated the the continuity of of her being like yo you, you we need you in the cheerios and you right. kind of agreed to do it i yeah. appreciated that but then when it when it when it was like revealed that it was a part of some kind of blam master plan <laughs> i was just i was just like what like what this should be the the title of this episode blam, blam master, master plan. plan and the thing is it's like awesome yeah it's like how did he know that she was going to you know find the loophole in the contract that insisted that he be on the team still and it's like but she did have a point, and I did like this because it is very, you know, it's something that, you know, we've kind of addressed over the last couple of seasons. But, you know, people just join and quit things when they feel like it, when they're yeah. mad. And it's like, no, I'm going to do my own club. No, I'm going to go to another school. I'm going to come back. And it's like, commit to something, you know. It was great that she was like, yeah, you signed up on a Tuesday and you have not attended since Wednesday. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> And poor Tina sitting in the room. I know. I, oh, my God. Oh, was, Tina? Was funny. Okay. Oh God. So bad. Excuse me. Where was Brittany? Where was Sugar? Where was... Uh, where was? There Sam? were lots of people hey. missing this time. I think G- they just G- can't G- afford uh, to have everybody in every episode. I, oh, yeah, totally. I think that's I think the thing. And then on top of that, I was like... I was like, I love, I love, I love Tina's. Tina only hit two little bits, but they were both awesome. When Sue, both which involved Sue and Tina, with a, Tina being like, oh, she's like, okay, I'll join the Cheerios, pretending like she was like all disappointed, and <laughs> she was like, what, what are you doing here? Like, just go, go away. We don't want you. And then when, during the during the post Menage Carrie mm-hmm. debacle. It was like the life isn't fair, and like yes, you should know this, Tina, more so than anyone else. <laughs> more so yeah. than anyone. Yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, at the end of the day, I think that that whole plot line it, it seems to be setting up just more Blam. Yeah, <laughs> they're just having. So well, much I know fun the previews. Blam. The previews leave me so much hope for Blam, even though I know it will end well. Or yeah, I didn't I watch know. the previews. I, oh, I fast. Well, yeah, I... okay. Well, am I am I allowed to just say something that was in the preview? Of course. Because it was in the okay. previews. Okay. Right, are you okay with that, Josh? Blaine's sure. character asked Sam's character if, if like, all uh, Blaine Blaine is like, do you have feelings for me? And then it cuts away. And like, oh. oh, that's right. Okay. I think I heard that. I think I was in the other room, but I, I do think I remember hearing I was like, that. I was like, yeah. no. And then I was like, looking up the songs. I'm like, okay, there's no song that would be, like, connected to this, unfortunately. <laughs> <Aww>. <laughs> Oh, you were looking at the songs that are going to be in the episode. Yeah, I was, I was yeah. hoping there would be like like confessions of my love or something, but no, no, nothing, <laughs> nothing, nothing quite the 
their yes. their duet of uh, "Wake Me Up Before You Go Go" does not exactly <laughs> scream "I'm in love with you." No, does not. Not really. Not exactly. I'm not saying it couldn't signify yeah. it, but it, not exactly. Very well, it sick. depends. It depends on you know how he's saying you know "Wake Me Up Before You Go Go." Oh my god! It might be like a little like, hey, 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 hey. oh my god, that'd be too awesome. But no. <laughs> um, so very, let's very cute. let's see. Oh, I don't know if that's gonna work. Wow, that's um, so delayed. I know it's uh, well, one camera's is. really slow. And one... I put up a picture. We're trying all kinds of new random things. Oh God! Um, well, so is this your segue? This is my segue into, uh, we'll do a little I Still Believe Super Bass. And uh, and then we should talk a little bit about Santana before we go. Mm -hmm. um, so we discussed this I Still Believe Super Bass. I Still Believe originally recorded by Jennifer. By Jennifer? Oh, my God. Congratulations. <laughs> we haven't how discussed was, how, Jennifer's how, how, 80s, or, uh, yeah, mid-80s yes, pop I was a, career. I was, a, I was a pop star in She Canada. was the Robin Sparkles of Maine. <laughs> <laughs> that would be adorable. Uh, so, did, so like, how so much? Like, what was the please paying the rights? I could have been a Zoom kid. I could have been on Zoom. I wanted to be on Zoom. What is Zoom? Look it up. Oh, I'll look it. I'm, I'm looking it up. I really. Oh. Oh, two, one, four, five, send it to Zoom. <laughs> totally going to look it up now. Uh, okay. Here is I Still Believe slash Superbase on the Cleveland Podcast. It was Brenda K. Star. Brenda K. Star. So yes, you know that I we got a lot of crap. I got a lot of crap. Me, I got a lot of crap for the things I said about Santana last time. You did. I did. We both did. Have you been deleting them from the email? Because I don't. E I haven't even seen them. Uh, no. Well, there was uh, a comment on the Facebook, and there was an email. Uh, oh. She was very nice. I, I don't want to like. I don't want to uh, blow it out of proportion. Um, uh, her name was Kate. Uh, Kate was very nice in her comments about. Uh, saying that I'm crazy, but uh, but yeah, you know, I, obviously, I think my opinions on Santana were were quite um, were shared at a certain volume. We'll put it like that uh, at the uh, in the last episode. Uh, but I thought Santana was a really interesting character in this episode. She continues to be batshit crazy. She continues to be <laughs> someone that, if you knew in real life, would torture you and be horrible, and you would never want to be friends with. 
But at least but he had an intention. You couldn't this help time. but be friends with her. Is the thing you're like. I, don't I want to just. Be friends with I would happily never call her again. <laughs> uh, but she would call. She would live with you. You. Could. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. But she I would be, be right I behind us here that. in the the office. But Zantanic. She'd, she'd be like, at the end of the episode, when like right after, like right before we cut, she'd be coming out of the closet, all creepy, like. <laughs> you, being like, I just finished raiding your closet and you guys are something, something, something. <laughs> she did give us, I think, and Jennifer, you also pointed this out, probably the greatest line of the entire season when she was leaving and Kurt said, bitch, just stole my pillow. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's so good. Oh, he, so the, good. his delivery on it was just so perfect. Kurt, I mean, oh. Rachel was cute. She set it up. She's like, I think she just stole my comforter. And he's <laughs> just like bitch just stole my pillow <laughs> it was so good oh <laughs> uh, why was it okay it was all awesome. of a sudden what doesn't make sense to me is why is kurt team brody brochel like, as, like it I is weird kind of, it is a little well, awkward i think i okay again all of the stuff that went down last week she was stirring up stuff and you know she was going through all their personal stuff through her own admission and she was trying to make things very uncomfortable. And, like, again, maybe her motivation was to help Kurt realize that, you know, either he's going to be with Blaine and, you know, that he needs to focus on that or he just has to move on. He can't be doing both. So I think she was just kind of calling him out on his behavior and, 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 and making him look deep inside of himself and figure out what he wants. But I think she was just, again, the way it came across – I, you know, maybe he was not happy with her methods in doing that. And maybe that's why he felt, okay, you know, I'm going, I'm going to side. But I, the thing yeah, but, but, I, he, but he, but he admittedly had issues with, with oh, Brody. And he had, he, so, yeah. Yeah. He admittedly did. But the thing that did bother me and when Rachel and Kurt said, well, he was here first. So you have to leave. And I was like, wait a second. You just spent the last three years with this girl. She was there first. Hmm. True story. And based on so actual that, events. that didn't ring true to me. Yeah. It, so that part. Hmm. And that, it's yeah. a very good point. <laughs> but she did have a fantastic exit. Because what the did. heck was she doing shopping in Barney's? <laughs> with, and what is Lena, <laughs> Lena Dunham, Dunham doing in Barney's? Oh, no. I mean, I can see Lena Dunham there. Okay. she can afford it. But... <laughs> Well, I mean, you just go and look, I guess. I know, but then you fall in love with those $1,700 shoes, which are really ridiculous and you can only wear once. (laughs) And I fought not to buy them. (laughs) Did you buy them? No. Oh. I bought a wedding dress instead. Well, that's... It was a better investment. Uh, (laughs) I still remember those shoes. (laughs) Edgar has a very good point in the chat room. He says, uh, Kurt isn't team Brochel. He's team Santana is being a crazy pants. But we, of course, of course, Santana is a crazy pants, but that's why we love her. I love (laughs) that Ed's shot right now is like a glamour shot. Oh my God. (laughs) Hello, I'm I'm But he's got the eyebrows and the question mark over his head. Yeah, you should turn off the eyebrows and the question mark. I can't. It won't let me. Is it hand going to reach down and like, feed you grapes now too like you look like you're just <laughs> oh, oh there you gosh. go <laughs> <laughs> this show is so this is going to be the worst show for people that aren't live everybody that's but tuning in live you like you stuck it out and you are winning for, <laughs> for tuning in live are tonight. they really winning they are i think they're winning Aww. uh they get to see my iron giant poster on the wall so <laughs> 
There's and, an Ed is and your Golden Boy Pizza. Yeah, my Golden Boy Pizza T-shirt. If you're in San Francisco, it's the greatest day. And I'm wearing Josh's dad's sweatshirt. That's like two and a half. <laughs> this is our fashion large. show segment <laughs> of the episode. Well, if I knew we were gonna be on camera. Oh, I'm, oh, I'm representing Epcot. If you could. Hey, Epcot. Oh, I, I keep meaning to ask you. Your Please. your icon on um, Facebook and Twitter. What shirt are you wearing? Is it that? Is it that Epcot oh, he, one? Oh, I've asked him. He doesn't know. Oh, no, 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 no. So no, I zoom I, in and I always try to see what it is. Like the, sh- the shirt with the, with the... You're standing with your the, arms out. The coordinates on it, that's from Harry's Chocolate Shop. Okay. That must be which Harry's. Is, which means nothing to you. It's it's a it's a bar in Purdue that used to be... It was created during the... During, uh, during alcohol being illegal. And, and it pretended it was a, a chocolate shop. Uh, oh that was yes, that was the front. Yeah. Oh, cool. And then you, uh, and then then you go under. Then you go. Then there's like there's like this hatch that you go under to go to like the rest of the bar. And like then a little speakeasy. Awesome. Nice. Oh, that sounds awesome. Uh, Sammy, it's in North Beach, um, right next to a bar that sells extremely cheap Guinness. And if you drink too much of it, you'll fall asleep at a table. I don't know that from personal experience. I yes, I do. Uh, <laughs> so let's take a listen to Sant- I witnessed it. Santana's uh, solo in this episode was Cold Hearted, a cover of the classic by Paula Abdul. Um, and we'll talk a little bit about this when we come back. Uh, if you're a dancer, you've got this one on your bones, we were told. True, true. Uh, any, any kind l- of a dancer. Little known Ed Trivia. Ed Trivia. You know this one? You know no, the dance? No, no, no. I've, I've been told by my, my babysitter when I was one and two that Straight Up and Cold Hearted Snakes were, 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 I was a big Paula Abdul fan in my one to two year old age. Oh, there you go. Oh, I want to see I the home videos. Ed, tell me their home videos. <laughs> not, not that I know of, thank God. <laughs> Here's a bit of cold-hearted snake. When you're famous, uh, they'll surface. The, oh, God. late 80s are these drums man <laughs> it's hilarious and the again. and the oh. wacky wiki on the bass oh it's hilarious that slap bass So it's kind of hilarious that earlier in the season, we got a dance number on the show that was kind of a, a an homage to the erotica number from All That Jazz. And then this uh, music video that Paula Abdul did for Cold Holiday Snake was also an homage to the erotica number from All That Jazz. And then this video was like an homage to the homage to the homage. <laughs> it was kind of hilarious. Well, I think uh, if you're a nerd, from... you might recognize it. Yeah, but I think that dance room, I mean, those are the structures that they have in there. So True. they kind of lend themselves that type of choreography. 
well, unfortunately, we were so rushed to get everything together that I was unable to listen to the voicemails before the show. But we do have a couple uh, that I recognize, so we're just going to be able to fit in a couple here at the end. Um, so I apologize we won't be able to play as many voicemails as I have been trying to play lately because people have been leaving such good ones. But here's some old standbys for you. And uh, let's begin in Illinois. Hey guys, it's Sarah and Caitlin. So for me, this episode was just bad. No, even worse than that, it was lazy. The storytelling was lazy and the songs were just lazily mashed together. It was a rough one for me. Yep. Do you have anything you want to add? Anything you disagree on? <laughs> nope. Oh, oh, wait, wait. She was more than a despicable teacher and boyfriend now. Now he just upgraded himself to an all-around horrible human being. Just, just grow up. Grow the hell up. The 90s boy band mashup, much like this episode, seemed interesting to me on paper. But the execution needed a lot of work. I should have loved it, and if it was well done, I would have, because boy bands was everything 8-year-old Caitlin loved. <laughs> but I just sat there thinking she needs to stop dancing with 17-year-old children. They wanted to talk. You could have just talked. I was also upset that Glee had a huge missed opportunity. We see Brody gigoloing his... Is that a verb? Oh, well. We see him gigoloing, and we don't get Tango El Tango de Roxanne. What? I can picture Santana singing it and everything. Rachel would be Ewan McGregor. Brody and his client would dance out the metaphor. It would have been great. And then they try to make us feel bad that his life has come to this. And boo-hoo-hoo, all oh, student loans. I think that Santana was only oh, student loans. I completely disagree, but proceed. I mean, sure, she may have an outward personality that is just evil, but when she is on screen, I pay attention. To me, she's just entertaining, and her musical numbers are typically the strongest. In this case, it was the only number I actually liked. As per Ryder's online friend, I subscribe to the theory that it is Jake who formed the account when he was mad at him and now he's just doing it to mess with him. The reason I picked this above Unique and Marley is because if it's Jake, I'll actually care. That's the best I can hope for with this. Look at all the scenes they have together. The regret is clearly written all over Jake's face. Either that or Ryder's must be kidnapped by a six-year-old man who lives in his mother's basement. <laughs> I suppose that wouldn't disappoint either. Speaking of disappointment, though, thanks to the cop-out writers, Rachel's not really pregnant. Lazy writing. Why would you do something like that just to write it away three episodes later? Maybe she just said that to get Santana off her back and secretly scheduled an abortion, or there's some bigger plot line at work here. I think you may be giving them a little too much credit. Plus, I don't really trust Glee to handle an abortion plot line as sensitively as necessary. Mm. Well, we can't wait to hear what you guys think about next week. Uh, for Rumors 2.0. Damn it, it isn't even regionals yet. Bye. Yeah, how did we totally miss that Rachel just walks out of her room and goes, I'm not pregnant, I'm going back to school. Well, we <laughs> dismissed well, I mean, him as quickly as she did. That's, exactly. That's how Rachel felt about it. And yeah. So that's all there was to it. Exactly, that, yeah. that was so annoying. Like, And I, I actually totally agree with them. I was dreading the abortion episode because Glee has not handled the really sensitive, like really controversial mm -hmm. and sensitive stuff all that well. So like, quite frankly, an abortion episode and then discussing an abortion episode on the podcast was not something that I was really looking forward to. That said, it would have been better than just her walking out of a room and going, eh, I, I honestly appreciate this better than the uh, the current teen drama standby of they get pregnant, they go for a while, and they get a miscarriage, like like mm. a freak miscarriage four or five months into it, and then like <laughs> like this is just better. At least she was scared. It forced Santana to make Rachel look at her life 
and look at her choices. What, what show but are you Rachel talking about? But Rachel still isn't doing that. I mean, and uh, I appreciate... Okay. Well, see, well, it's forcing Santana to do that, to to make Rachel do that, whether Rachel's doing that or not is is, well, is and, question. And I honestly think, I mean, based on everything that she did afterwards, I honestly believe that Santana would be calling Rachel out on her whole, her whole relationship with Brody, even if she didn't have the pregnancy scare. But the fact that when she walked out of the room and said, that's it, and we both kind of gasped, like, are you kidding me? That's it? Yeah, that's all. And then when Santana spoke up, I'm like, finally, uh, you know, a reasonable, realistic reaction to a situation and something that's, you know, motivated from a person or motivated by a person who cares about her. So I appreciate that. And I still, you know, I, I wish it didn't end as quickly as it did, but I understand they had a bunch of other things to get to. Yeah, I mean, I think letting it go for an episode or two and leaving it as a question mark would have at least made me feel like it wasn't just brushed off in a scene. Right. But I don't know. I mean, I, I maybe there's no way for us to They're really feel satisfied with that it. plot line. Yeah, it's almost like, why <laughs> did it know. even need to come up? Like, there, there's, uh, you know, was it just to... It didn't... I Did they even play the, like, whose baby is it game? Or was it straight up Brody's? Well... I don't know. She... Did she tell Santana that she was with both of them? I don't remember how it all went down. It's it's been it was such it's such a big plot line yeah. and they've really they really underused it. So I don't really I can't honestly say how it all played out. I mean out. they put more, you know, emotional weight in the preview for the next week and they did the <laughs> resolution in this week so <laughs> it's so true i don't know uh well let's see we let's let's do one more up in uh the north hey guys listener sammy here so the title of this week's episode in my head was shit just got real <laughs> pardon my french storyline <laughs> with unique and all the underclassmen coming together to have her back as well as writer's storyline getting there really made me like the new kids I think making that issue more than just an in-group acceptance issue and more of a real-world issue was a good idea on the writer's side. It felt very much like when the old Glee Club banded together for Kurt and you felt the sense of family among them that this season has been lacking. Mm-hmm. Can I just say how relieved I was that they admit that pregnancy story in the bud? It's like they wrote it, it aired, then they realized that nobody cared. I don't know if I'm the only one, but I was totally blindsided by Finn coming out of the hotel bathroom. I felt sure it was going to be Rachel. But if that took me by surprise, then the ensuing fight really made my jaw drop. I know they've had skirmishes before on Glee, but they've never taken it that far. At first, the Blaine and Sue storyline, while funny, made me a little uncomfortable. Blaine being objectified by Sue and forced to do something he didn't want to do struck me wrong. However, when his and Sam's plan is revealed, I was pleasantly surprised. It says something that after four seasons, they can still surprise me. Though I have to say, I thought the music this week was just terrible. And I can usually find at least one song to like, but there were none this week. I think they did a bad job of picking mashup songs, especially the Nicki Minaj and Mariah Carey mashup. Sue was funny, but those songs really did not work together. And there was so much potential with the boy band mashup, and they just fell short on the arrangement. But that being said, I still feel like they're on a roll. Season four is still as new as season one. Can't wait to hear what you guys thought. Just can't keep driving that one through. Folks are loving I mean, I, 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 I don't know who said originally that season four is the new season one, but I mean, time has proven that genius correct. So. <laughs> well, uh, uh, that's about it for us. I think that's it. Uh, Jennifer, do you have anything else? No, I think we got everything. Ed, anything that we forget? <laughs> I'll check uh, the chat room. Anything that we forgot? 
I'm sure I'm sure there's something we forgot, and I'm sure we'll get a message about it. There always yeah. is, and then, yes. And then we'll we'll provide a false promise of discussing anything <laughs> that we missed in a in an off episode show. So. You know, <laughs> after 133 episodes, we really do have this down to a science. Yikes. We really know how it works. Well, if you'd like to win, and let's take that again English from the top, the second language. boys and girls. If you'd like to weigh in on anything we said tonight, you can email us at gleefulpodcast at gmail.com. You can find us uh, online at gleefulpodcast.com, on Twitter at gleefulpodcast. I'm at Josh Brunel. She's at Jenny B. Creative. He's at Edward Giordano. Uh, you can also find us on Facebook. Just search for Gleeful Podcast and go to the website. And uh, we sold a t-shirt today to Australia, which is super cool. To the country. Uh, to the country of Australia. <laughs> to the Australia, awesome. <laughs> as opposed, as opposed How large to was it? It's an XXXXXXL. So, uh, so to listener Kirstine, that is on the way. Uh, so thank you very much for that. Uh, to everybody who is joining us live and waited through all of the madness as we figured out how we were going to broadcast live. Thank you for hanging in with us. Thank you for um, Google hanging with us. Yeah. Yes, and for Google hanging with us and well, uh, getting to see our, our deliciously lovely faces. Uh, Jennifer's <laughs> hope, hiding I hope behind that her mask. In the future, maybe maybe too? next week we could we could have someone on the show, like a, a fan or something. It'd be fun. It'd be fun. We will definitely have a fan. We will definitely have a fan. Or they could be an enemy, I guess. We need I need more Saint Hannah's in my life, so <laughs> <laughs> Uh, oh, there you go. Uh, so for oh, it, it's kind of I n- like I never would have guessed that we'd be hearing Tegan and Sarah on on Glee. This kind of amazed me. Now, mind you, this is the right type of music that you would hear on Glee, and it doesn't sound like anything that Tegan and Sarah has done. Yeah, for I was like, when I, when I when I heard the song on Glee, I was like, who did this? And then I saw that it was Tegan and Sarah. I'm like, no, it isn't. Yeah, oh, right. Well, they did a pop record or, or an EDM record, um, and, and, which is just funny. I mean, I prefer like 16 and the con and like some of their angry indie folk records. But hey, this is this got them on Glee. So I guess it works. It works for some. Uh, but for the Gleeful Podcast with Josh, Jen and Ed, I'm Josh. I'm Jen. I'm Ed. Have a nice day. Good night, everyone. <laughs> Considering you're probably listening to this during the daytime. Makes sense. Everybody's watching this live. This is kind of like what it's like to ride in the car with Josh and Jen. We're just like mm. listening to NXS in the car. Can you come a little closer?